Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about a crisis that we have here in Ontario, uh, and this is the, the housing crisis. Uh, it was How many times have we used the phrase affordable housing? Well, that's taken on a whole different, uh, I think, tone now uh, because affordability is a problem for just about everybody, just about every demographic and age group, and certainly every income level. Uh, house prices are just continuing to, to skyrocket. I know the, the market's leveled off a little bit, uh, but we just don't have enough product right now, and that's been an ongoing problem. Our next guest can tell you all about that. Uh, Richard Lale is the uh, president of the Residential Construction Council of Ontario, uh, joining us to talk about the uh, government uh, initiatives here to try to get this thing going, but also I think the magnitude of the problem. Uh, Richard, a pleasure to have you on the program again. Thanks for the time today. Great to be here. Thank you. I- Let's, let's talk a bit about the numbers here. As the Premier has told us many times and uh, and the housing minister, uh, uh, Ontario needs to and is shooting to build about 1.5 million new homes in the next few years. I, I guess the overriding question here, Richard, is a great, that's fabulous, very you know noble initiative. Who's going to build them? We just don't have enough workers here, do we? Well, no, that that's correct. And that's been a sort of an ongoing challenge. It's not something that's necessarily new, but the rubber's really starting to hit the road now. And then and then with respect to the housing crisis, we've got a number of other challenges. So it's a bit of a Rubik's Cube that we're trying to sort out here. There's no sort of linear path to a solution. There's multiple channels that we have to deal with, and one of them is in the area of skilled trades. And we've been working on that on a number of fronts, and things are progressing well. But the the size of the challenge is daunting. Of course, 1.5 million homes on average is about that means about doubling our housing production. And in fact, that number has actually moved up a little bit because, of course, the federal government increased the immigration targets. So we're probably closer to 1.85 million now. Talk to us about the, the concern about the staff shortage and the labor shortage here right now. Uh, I, I saw the comment on, on CBC and that you're quoted in that story. It was simply saying, look, this didn't sneak up on us. You and others in the industry saw this coming uh, as, as, you know, workers retire, uh, that that creates a shortage uh, and not enough coming up at the other end of the pipeline here through through community colleges and training uh, centers for this. I mean, this, this is, a, I guess, a failure of not realizing the magnitude of a problem that was starting to form. Well, that's correct. It's kind of a failure generally in growth planning. Uh, and that's evident on a number of fronts, both, you know, think of transit, think of housing supply, and of course, think of skilled trades. You know, we've, we've got sort of internal systemic problems on, on the, how we manage the development uh, or the opportunities for young people in the skilled trades. We've had, you know, historically too much of a focus on uh, college and, and university uh, outcomes and that kind of thing. Then we had a, a problem with immigration. Not enough of the immigrants, say, for example, arriving were arriving with uh, skilled trades. So there's an effort to fix both of those things. And then, of course, on top of that, you throw the fact that we've got the the baby boom situation and the retirement, the retiring activity there is really starting to bite now. And of course, you don't replace somebody with 30, 40 years experience with a newbie and expect the same productivity. You know, they don't quite know the tricks of the trade yet and this kind of thing. So so it, it's 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 quite a daunting challenge. And the solution to that, of course, is both internal, uh, you know, uh, uh, reforming our training apprenticeship system and, and better defining those pathways into skilled trades, uh, the immigration issue, and there's things well in hand there to, to change that. And then, of course, uh, we have to 
move more into the realm of innovation and offsite, what we call offsite construction and factory built housing. And that by itself is another challenge, but all three of those steps are needed in order for us to have even a chance at hitting these targets. Uh, are we doing enough? And I'm not just going to blame the government for this because I think we as as a communities, a series of communities in, in our society uh, had to understand that this was going to be an ongoing problem. And I know governments have tried, and, and you and I think have talked about this in the past, you know, they've they've developed, you know, advertising campaigns, you know, you, you don't necessarily need a degree, you should go into the trades, and, and I know politicians have talked about this, uh, but I'm getting the sense though, Richard, that the uptake just isn't there. What, what, what more needs to be done to try to indicate to, to people that, that are looking for a career right now uh, that the building trades is, is a very viable option for them. Well, no, you're absolutely right, and that's a very good point. For example, Minister McNaughton, Minister of Skilled Trades and Labor in Ontario, has been doing a wonderful job at, uh, just an incredible job at promoting skilled trades and so on and so forth. But when you get into the, the back end of those things, you still need those pathways. You still need contractors giving young people an opportunity to learn a trade and and so on and and uh, you know hire people and there are challenges there and you know uh, like tying this into the broader context of a housing supply crisis you know we call it a crisis but people forget that a crisis by definition is something that requires urgent immediate attention and we 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 get a lot of talk uh, on that and that's good but the walk still, isn't quite there yet. There's still a lot of nimbyism. There's resistance to higher density housing, even though the 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 green belt trade-off is there. You know, we don't want more urban sprawl, and that's fine. But that means we got to go higher. But you've got to you've got to get rid of the barriers to let us uh, build uh, more dense housing. Deal with the exclusionary zoning, what we call that, and that kind of thing. So the urgency is not quite there yet. And uh, because it is a crisis, you know, if we don't, if we we can't even build the housing for immigrants and we need the immigrants. So it's a bit of a catch 22. It's a bit of a chicken and egg game uh, there. And uh, um, and we've got to do a better job on this. Uh, so there there is a lot happening there, but we need to speed it up. And we and sometimes. You know, if you've got certain municipalities and areas that are saying, hey, we believe in this, it's great, affordable housing, all that stuff, but just don't do it in our neighborhood, go do it somewhere else. Well, you know, you get to the point where if too many people are saying that, then someone's something's got to break there. And that's where, you know, the province does has the does have the ultimate authority. And what's happened in other jurisdictions is where they've just uh, in the world where they've just come in and said, no, we got to do this. And this is what's happening. And we're, we're, we're rapidly approaching that point because if we don't, we're going to be meeting people at airports with a, a map of crown lands and some camping equipment because there's nowhere to live, right? And we can't let that happen. And we, well, we we've don't want about, there's a, cities. Yeah, there's a, there's a phrase that we've used, uh, and it's political will. Uh, because as you mentioned, this is not a new problem. And and I can go back, way back to when I was on city council in Hamilton years ago. Uh, but talking to some of the people that have, have you know been on council since then, it's the same problem. Anytime a new developer or a developer comes along and says, okay, this is what I want to do, uh, the pushback from the community oftentimes is we don't want that kind of housing here. 
We want single-family residential houses with large lots. Uh, we don't want high-rises. We don't want townhomes. We don't want smaller lots. Uh, and, and that's just not going to happen. And, and, and the, the, the local politicians at the municipal level have to have the political courage to tell people, look, that's not what we're building anymore. We just can't afford 75-foot lots with big houses on them anymore. Uh, we need, you know, as you say, more intensification. And, and it's a tough sell. I get that. Uh, but at some point, we're, we're going to have to cross that barrier, aren't we? Well, yeah, at some point, the government, through the Planning Act and other tools, is going to say, look, uh, across the board, we're going to allow as-of-right zoning. We're going to allow streamlining. So if, for example, a particular design of a house, say, gets approved in one municipality, it should be okay in another municipality. Uh, but someone's got to eventually pave the way for this higher density. You know, the ironic thing is, is that people have this unrealized fear that somehow if you allow higher densities, they're going to ruin their neighborhood. And then they go off to a place like Copenhagen and Barcelona or whatever, and they say, oh, my God, this is so beautiful here. Uh, wish Toronto was or Hamilton was like this. And and those cities are chocker block full of eight to 12 story buildings in beautiful communities, and they work. So it's it it there's there's a bit of a uh, I call it cognitive dissonance there that's occurring uh, generally, and uh, we need to get over that hump. And if if municipal level governments can't find their way to do that, then the province really does have to step in, and the province does have the authority to do that. But the, you know, I mean, the province doesn't want to throw its weight around. They've been incrementally moving in that direction. But, you know, more needs to happen there, and it needs to happen faster. Well, uh, I'm glad that we had time to talk about this today because it's a, a yeah. problem that every municipality is facing these days. And, and you know, th there may not be a one-size-fits-all solution, but there has to be a solution, and that's got to be the ultimate goal. Uh, Richard, always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for this today. Thank you for this opportunity. Great chatting. Take care. Richard Lyle, President of the Residential Construction Council of Ontario. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.